0: asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number 1, that's not the nature of this show. And number 2, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for 2 hours or spreadsheet cash flows Because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that. The opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show, that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on Money, educating the investors of the South Shore and the Merrimack Valley. I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm chatting this morning about giving the gift of preparedness to your loved ones, and I cannot take credit for that tagline that (laughs) is uh, written by Gwen Morgan, uh, who's my guest this morning. And she's the author of the What If Workbook. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, You can... Uh, let's give out your contact information, which we'll do at the end of the show too. But um, why don't you give out your contact information? I know your website is
1: whatifworkbook.com. Yes. How about your email? And then that's just easy. It's um, whatifworkbook at comcast.net. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um, and I know that your
0: book can be purchased right on the website. Yes. Um, and in electronic or in physical form. And I'm sure there's information about what it is and you know the concept behind it. And exactly. Helpful tips or something, I'm imagining on your website? Oh, you got to get the workbook <laughs> to do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're well, here I this do so the morning. The helpful is to, <laughs> tip is to plan ahead of time before there's a crisis. That's yeah. the biggest helpful tip. And I know you give helpful <laughs> tips as
0: you do your um, working session. What are we calling them? Your working sessions? Your my interactive workshops. Interactive workshops yes. for the What If Workbook. Uh-huh. And I, I committed on air and off air to do another interactive workshop with you. That and would be wonderful. Um, we'll pick a date for that and okay. we'll purchase some books in advance and uh-huh. and we'll invite our clients and mm-hmm. maybe we'll open it up to the community as well. And um, we'll find a location. And, and I think it's a great obviously you're here because we think it's a great concept and we believe in the book and we've been buying the book for years. You have. You've got to be one of your top purchasers. Oh, you are. Definitely. totally appreciate it. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And we, you know, every once in a while, we'll kind of buy them in bulk and hand them out as we, Mm -hmm. um, as we feel appropriate or as as we remember, you know, if somebody's talking about this stuff, we'll kind of hand them out to clients. And and I know people really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. um, So, but we'll, we'll do another event and uh, maybe we'll make an announcement, you know, on the radio, but when that is and how people can sign up for that. So mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to be uh, more information to come on that as far as the timing, um, maybe after the holidays. Is, isn't it I crazy it that does, the holidays are coming up? Yeah,
1: yeah, because um, it takes a while to plan. So yeah, maybe the yeah. spring.
0: Um, perfect. Yeah. Um, great time to for like spring cleaning, getting things in order. Exactly. And getting exactly. your your um, your life and, and your wishes in order. Yep. So um, we can definitely do that. So yeah. Um, um, speaking with Gwen Morgan again, and we're talking about the What If Workbook, and it's just kind of um, we're talking through all things surrounding getting your affairs, affairs in order. I, would, uh-huh. you know, my mind goes to the financial affairs, but it's mm-hmm. so much more um, robust than that. And right. and we're, you know, we've been kind of going. Th- I've been flipping through the pages and kind of talking on, uh, talking about. Um, the things that you're touching on in your workbook but it's just a great way to um, express your wishes and let the people that you love know where your things are and Mm -hmm. what your wishes are Mm -hmm. um, how they can manage your life if you're unable to in the event of whatever. Um, And I
1: also wrote it really to be used as a mean of communication because I think we find in most households one or the other handles the affairs does the budgeting and all that we talked about that a little bit before so to sit down and go through the workbook and say, okay, this is where the checkbook is. This is where our insurance policies are. This is where all of my passwords are. This is, you know, to to say we have, this is what we have. So if something were to happen to me, I want to be sure that you can access the funds. Yeah. And as we talked about before, check those beneficiaries. I I met
0: a woman recently who I had met not long ago. Um, Her husband passed unexpectedly mm-hmm. recently, mm-hmm. Not, not very old. Um, and she came into my office because she thought that I was managing assets for her and her husband. Okay. And I wasn't. Oh, and I had met them, you know, at a um, you know a year or two ago, and we had a great you know meeting and conversation, and I and I provided them with some services, but ended up for a variety of reasons, I wasn't managing their money, and so just a perfect example of, you know, she kind of was like, that's my that's typical of my husband, you know, that he that you know I thought this was happening and it wasn't. He he, I guess he was just the type of person that didn't want to share anything. He kind of just wanted to do everything himself, um, and he wasn't not that he didn't trust his Spouse, but I think he just was that maybe that stereotypical male figure in the relationship that mm-hmm. he was taking care of everything. Mm-hmm. Right, so I he was the one taking care of the finances. He didn't want his wife to have to worry about it. Right, he wanted he wanted to be managing his own money. Um, and it, it's just, just a great example of,
1: you know, they were happily married, but there you just never wasn't that communication. Those are the saddest stories. I think yeah. when you have the, again, you said stereotypical runner, fit, works out all the time, yeah. no issues at all. And then they're 45 years old and yeah. they're out of the golf course or they're out for a run or, you know, these crazy unexpected things. So that's why it's really yeah. important to share. Yeah. You know, maybe they don't have to take over what, the day-to-day things are, but at least let them know at least physically where is the information? Where's the file cabinet? Yeah. Or again, we we're talking about usernames and passwords a lot earlier. Yeah. To how to Huge. access um, the information.
0: Yeah. And this one is about, um, I'm, I'm, I'm moving along in your book, which I think is about okay. 60 pages
1: long. So yeah. we're on page 29. <laughs> it's all right. We have plenty of time. But there are a lot of extra pages because I feel yeah. like the workbook is pretty comprehensive, Super but something comprehensive. might... Yeah an idea may come that's um, specific to you. Actually at one workshop, this a woman brought this up and it actually does apply to me. So um, she says, well, I'm the um, bookkeeper for our, it was some sort of a group that she was in and she's the treasurer. And so for me, I am the treasurer. I'm on sustainable situate. i love the environment and all that. And I'm the treasurer. We have a community garden, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And so if something were to happen to me say, like who's the next person oh, who would yeah. take this over? So I have a checkbook and and there's funds in it. It's not a lot of money, yeah. But you know, so who's the next person who would take that over? And this woman said, "I never thought about that, but I just thought yeah. of it now. Who, who does you know? So if you have like a QuickBooks, my quick husband would or, have this. Yeah. It's like I don't know what this is. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. just to jot that down in yeah. one of the extra pages, absolutely. And, yeah. So yeah, like if you have a
0: QuickBooks account for yeah, your whatever exactly. you know
1: nonprofit organization that you're volunteering right. for, or just a checkbook even. And what bank is it? And what are the usernames and passwords to get into that Gosh, check-in account? Who thinks of that stuff? Oh. Gwen
0: Morgan does. Yes, and she does. And her what if workbook. Uh-huh. All right, so pages 29, 30, 31. This is um, uh, debts that you may have, mortgages, auto loans, any other type of loan, personal or otherwise.
1: Um, and you that's know, good to know where they yeah. paid off. Yeah. Like the title of your car. Where is that located? Right. Um, right. College um, loans. That's a big one, probably. Yeah.
0: All right. So let me skip ahead. What's this? We're still in the financial section. Okay, so insurance. Yeah. Um, so Perfect. Obviously, if you have life insurance, you want someone um, to know the details of it so that you mm-hmm. can contact the insurance provider. Uh-huh. Um, but other types of insurances as well, home, auto, um, long-term care, things like that. Some. Um, so those are also that you could can,
1: somebody could cancel them for you.
0: Yeah, and I was just thinking that so, there are some long-term care insurance. Um, policies that like if there's a husband and wife, mm-hmm. they might have a jointly owned long-term mm-hmm. care insurance policy. Right. So not, it's not always that something's gonna be canceled. This That might be an example if one spouse predeceases the other right. and they had a, a long-term care insurance policy where there was like a... Um, I forget what they call it, um, like, like, a spouse, like a spousal it, yeah. rider or something uh-huh. like that. Um, it, if the, if it's structured in that way, there it might be a situation where when one spouse predeceases the other, the surviving spouse will now have a more robust long-term mm-hmm. care insurance benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that policy, you know, certainly the insurance company needs to be notified, but it might not necessarily be that that policy is being canceled. It's just, you know, right. it's just being restructured. Exactly. Um, and actually I think sometimes, or, or maybe I'm going back years, but I I recall some policies were issued and that if one, long-term care, I'm I'm specifically talking about, um, I think sometimes a premium might go away at one person's death. So you might, you know, retain the coverage, right. but perhaps the, pr- the premium structure changes and, and the policy might change. Yep. So yep. Um, I, anyway, having access to that information and being able to have those discussions with the insurance company, obviously incredibly beneficial. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, life insurance,
1: Straightforward. Mm-hmm. Notify yeah. someone.
0: Send uh-huh. a death certificate. Uh-huh. Um, you know, indicate your your wishes for how those dollars because are. Because even be paid. for health
1: insurance, I know I am the trustee for an elderly lady that I helped out for years, and you know, so her Blue Cross, Blue Shield, whatever. You know, you call them, and then the estate gets reimbursed if it's hasn't been used. So you pay for the year, whatever, two years you pay by the quarter yeah. and then you get reimbursed for a lot of these policies that you've paid in advance. So that's uh, nice. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. To, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So what's after insurance information, credit card information. Okay. yeah, And that's just good to have anyway, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so if
1: you lose yeah. your purse, you want your wallet gets stolen, whatever. It's just good to write down the account number, the number that you call to reinstate it or let them know that you yeah. need a new one if, you know, in that case.
0: You were talking about um, earlier in the show about, you know, one of your tips was to have your autos in your cars mm-hmm. in both spouses' names. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking it's the same for credit cards. I don't know why it wouldn't be. Did she, Did the estate
1: planning attorney touch on that at all? Uh, no. Is it? Oh, okay. I was no. just wondering if it... But in our, yeah. I know in our case, we have one credit card that's the same number and we each have it. Right. And it's, it's we have our because, you know, you get airlines or you get retailers yeah. or whatever, you're kind of where you want your points to go. Yes, thing. I do have my own points. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. And then you have a whole section on usernames and passwords. Yeah. Um, and you were kind of saying maybe even just use a spreadsheet because it can be updated. Right. No spreadsheet Or what you here.
1: said, yeah. and I'm just old school, but that would make sense. But in that place where we're yeah. talking about the account numbers, you want maybe how to get into that account where all of your passwords and usernames are. Yeah. So that's really important.
0: Yeah. The password aggregator. I know that there's multiple out there. Yeah, there um, are. The one that I use is called Dashlane. Okay. Um, and I have no, you know, no financial incentive to to announce that or anything like that. I mean, it's it's worked pretty well for me. But I know that there are others. Is there a fee? Um, it there doesn't. There's a no cost version of it mm-hmm. where you can use it on one computer. And there's no cost. If you have multiple computers or mobile devices, like I have it on my cell phone, my laptop and my work computer. Mm -hmm. So the same account on multiple devices, Mm -hmm. you have to pay a fee for that portability where you can access it from multiple places, your one account and your one central password storage. Mm -hmm. Um, But like my coworkers, for example, they use it for work purposes and they just use it on their work computer. Mm -hmm. um, And if they're not working from home or anything like that, they can just have it on their one device and there's no cost for that level. Oh. Um, okay. so that's
1: yeah, that at least, so one at least currently. Yeah. yeah. So you'd open it up and you'd want to find, say, somebody's you put in a name and then it would come up with you have access to all of your, yeah. You just type it in and get that. You can, mm. you can, like, I can go to a website in Google Chrome, for
0: example. So, mm-hmm. whatever web browser you use, mm-hmm. I can go to a website. And if it's a website that I have been to before and entered in my credentials and had the software save it, right? It will just launch me as long as I entered my password to get into the software, Dashlane. Mm-hmm. Then, any website that I visit on my browser where the information is stored in Dashlane, it will just launch me into that website. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. So,
0: and it's a little quirky and like it doesn't always work all the time. So either that, it'll just launch you in as long as Mm -hmm. you entered your password um, once. And if not, you can go into the software itself and you can search for websites Mm -hmm. and copy the password. Mm and copy your username and password and paste it in. And you can set, you know, like I have the pass, I have the software on my phone Mm -hmm. and I can, you know, they have like the fingerprint Mm. um, authorization and I can search any password there Mm -hmm. on my phone. And you can also actually add credit card information. There you go. So I can store my credit card number, um, expiration date, you know, address, all that stuff. I can store it in the software. Mm -hmm. And then when I go to a website and I want to use my credit card on whatever website, all I need to do is enter my password for Dashlane and it will pull in the credit card information. So
1: it's pretty- It's convenient, makes it convenient. It's pretty convenient
0: and Mm -hmm. I have, you know- I've done some research on it. As far as I know, they're, you know, they're doing whatever they can, you know, to keep it secure and all that stuff. And they do recommend that. So like my password for this software is super long. It's like a sentence. Yeah. Lots of words, even words that aren't spelled like the real word, Mm -hmm. you know, lots of caps, lots of, numbers and and different punctuations. So you're supposed to have one really, really long, like unhackable password. That's like a sentence. Mm -hmm. And as long as you remember that one sentence, then you can store everything else in there. So Mm -hmm. it's just a great, I I use it for work all the time because, you know, for, for pieces of software, web-based softwares that I'm using, um, for work purposes Mm -hmm. and, you know, storing account information and notes and things like that for my clients, those passwords have to be changed frequently. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes there's dual authentication, which is, which is separate where, you, you know, they're sending a code to my phone right, and things like that. Right, right. Um, but also those passwords for those websites should be changed frequently and <laughs> unhackable. So they're, you know, I'm using passwords for those websites that aren't even words. It's those random letters, mm-hmm. numbers, exclamation point, um, things like that. So the beauty of it is that I can have a super complicated password for all my websites yep. and I don't have to remember them. Right. Because the software will store them. So it's awesome. I tell everybody that I that I know about this. Yeah. Um, you know, even my clients sitting in the office and you know, if I'm, if, I, if they're sitting with me and I'm launching into a website and it's, it's just launching me in without, you know, I want my client to know that there is actually a lot of security yeah, here. It's not just yeah. this easy to launch into, um, you know, this, this website where I'm storing information, um, re- related to my clients and my business, but it's because I have already opened up already this software and entered that. this password. Yeah. And they, you know, they see how long the password is sometimes. And mm-hmm. some people will make a comment, like it's the longest wow. password I've ever seen. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's, this, you It's for your security. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Um, But yeah, there's this whole, actually on this topic of usernames and passwords, there are like on a lot of the financial websites now, there's dual authentication Mm -hmm. where for me to log into like my contact management system, Mm -hmm. I have to, you know, enter my password. But not only that, I have to go to my cell phone, open up an app and get a six digit code that resets every 20 seconds and enter it wow. in to get into that. So that's like, I uh-huh. think that's
1: becoming more and more common. Like I, I and have, I have one that it's my voice, you know, to set it up, yeah. I say a sentence. And so whenever I call, they say, say these words yep. and you have to say those. Yep. So that was like, whoa. Yep. And if you're not able to And I'm thinking like, speak, how did I right. say yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> what intonation did I use? I know. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's, but...
0: It works. Yeah. I wanna say I wanna say that even like Google, like like to get into your Gmail, you can even have dual authentication where they're like either texting your phone or you know, a lot of the financial institutions yes, are doing you can. that now, Which is can you, you can do it? You,
1: yeah, because I have it on my phone. I at first I unlock with
0: my fingerprint Yeah. and then there's a number that pops up on the screen that you have to match on your phone. To get into your email? Yep. Yeah, okay. Or anything yeah, Google, yeah, yeah. your your anything. Music go- cloud, yeah. YouTube, whatever. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. great. And this yeah. te- I mean for with Google anyway, this technology goes back years. Oh, yeah. like, a long time. Uh Um, I feel like it's becoming more prevalent now in other places and with other financial institution websites and stuff like that. But Google, you know, they have their Stuff together a oh, long yeah. time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, they are leading the pack. I think <laughs> right, with regards right. to that, but uh uh-huh. um, But yeah, like uh, you know, uh, related to this, where mm-hmm. people are tracking usernames and passwords, there might be another means of getting in. Yeah, right. There yeah. might be something. Well, oh, and don't forget, and go grab my cell phone. Hopefully, you can
1: get into my cell phone. Right, <laughs> right, right. Because there's an app there that you need a code for. But even for this, like they say you know people that they'll say, you know, is it possible to put all this information up on the cloud? And again, I'm very old school and I don't want to get involved with somebody's security, um, be responsible for that. So I'm just like, the hard, the hard, yeah. Do, do the hard copy or on the computer, and then just you know, there's even the question about that if it's secure. Yeah, but you know, put it under like recipes or something or something. You know, cat That's care. True. Yeah, something very obtuse. Well,
0: even like Google has Google Drive, where it's just like an like a cloud-based document storage, and mm. if there's dual authentication to get into your Google Drive, yeah. then hope that's probably about as secure as it's going to get, as as you it know, gets, I, yeah. it's, it's probably about as secure as someone, I mean, someone could break into your home and steal the safety deposit key to your deposit, you know, the, your, yeah. your I firebox don't, and like, well,
1: you know? the firebox, I say really hide, you know, you yeah. gotta settle it under a lot of other stuff. So yeah. hopefully they wouldn't go in there cause they don't know, they won't want to see it, but you know, you're always taking a chance with things. Yeah. That's another thing about security boxes. I mean, safety, safe deposit boxes. I'm not sure they're used as much as they used to be, but you know, if you do have one, and make sure that whoever has the key, make somebody, somebody else has the key, make sure that the signature is at the bank or wherever it is and make yeah. sure that they you have that set up because that can be a horror. Yeah, if I don't you know. don't have that set up correctly, I you have to get legal. I don't know much about those. You
0: need, a, you need a signature and a key? Well, you, Whoever
1: actually. is on, who has will have access to your safety deposit box, you have to have to, them physically go to the bank. Oh. They have to have their license. Because yeah. I remember I, I opened a new one and my husband had to go with me they sign it. And then I think my sister was on it. So she had to go, yeah. she signs the thing and then, you know, make sure that they have a key or at yeah. least know where that is located. It's every time you need yeah. to do something at the bank, you have to be physically at the bank,
0: which is so annoying, but it makes so much sense yeah, because, it's, you know, it's all for security You want it reasons. to be secure, yeah, sure.
1: Of course, yeah. yeah and then if the, you don't have that all in place, then you have to get a legal... Some legal action to go and they have to break it open because they the yeah. bank literally cannot do it either. They need that other key, oh. the correct key, because it's a two key. They don't it's have a double key. Yeah. yeah I've never actually seen a safety deposit box. Really? Yeah. We used no. to have them forever and now I just have my safety yeah. my box that I keep all of my stuff in, including the workbook. Well I'd imagine a power of attorney it gets you into a safety deposit box. Yes, oh, if so you, while someone's living, yeah, when they're living, right. if they're not able to speak, right, right, yeah, then they have the power of attorney for right. the other person. And after death, it would be just govern- your personal representative would be able yes. to access it. But if they don't have the key, they well, can still get the bank. If to- they don't have the key, yeah. You want to make sure that they have a key. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, little things. Yeah, I guess think all these about little things that you don't think about. Yeah.
0: Um. All right. Page forty two says receivables. Oh, okay. Oh, does anybody owe you money? money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, good to yeah. know. Because yeah. somebody might be
1: inclined to not. Uh-huh, uh huh. Just in case. Yeah. Maybe you made a loan to a friend yeah. or a niece or a nephew or a I don't know. Yeah. you might not per- want to re- you not, might not want to recoup it but at least you know that that was yep. you can tell them okay don't worry about it personal loans are still pretty common yeah in my experience anyway yeah. small yeah. you know
0: relatively small um, sure. personal loans are are, are pretty common uh-huh. all right personal assets we talked about um, real estate you know second properties but you have on page 44 mm-hmm. um, personal real estate and personal property Um are you in t- What what type of personal property are you intending here? Every, just everything? Like, is this, this like jewelry home? or yeah, is this like real off. estate?
1: No, whatever you want to put down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, in my mind, it was just pretty much real estate. Yeah. Property. I think it goes on like boats, snowmobiles, you know, insurance policies for those, you know, um, snowmobiles. You can tell you have family in New Hampshire. Well, <laughs> like, that around, actually came, came up around. that I never would have thought yeah. of. I don't even know. I don't have the book in front of me. I'm watching you go through it. I probably it. I know, should. appreciate it. Well, I, didn't come <laughs> pre- I didn't come prepared. That's why. We, uh-huh.
0: we met in the park parking lot and I said have a book for me I have a few we actually we actually (laughs) Kirk we have them at the office and Kirk had brought one home yesterday but we left his car at the office (laughs) yesterday so it was in the car and you know that I'm not the most punctual person in the world so I didn't have time to go to the office first before, no, I, before I tried to come
1: prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe do because a raffle
0: to call in person or You something. gave me the gift of preparedness. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Try. Uh, no, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I... Um, I just think this is great. I, I can remember when I first met you going through the book and obviously we had you do a speaking engagement mm-hmm. or um, um, a workshop to fill out the workbook, but it's actually been quite some time that I went through it and it just brings up um, it just brings up so much. So do you you
1: encourage obviously spouses to do it together and loop in family if possible? If or they can. It depends on what they're- I The pray yeah. of spouse to do it together and then sit down. And, and again, you may not want your kids or somebody to know everything yet, but yeah. just in case, they know where to find it. Yeah, is the important thing. Okay,
0: Tim's giving me the one minute signal here, so um, we have
1: we're here till ten. Okay, um, we're talking wow, about thirty, yeah, 30, 30 nine thirty. Yeah, 9.30. But the next part I'm looking at as you turn the page is called document storage, and that's probably I think one of the most important pieces okay. because it talks about what are the important documents to have, which Perfect. includes we talked about a little bit.
0: Wait, wait, proxy. Wait, we're going to talk about it after the break. Okay, hold on one second, hold okay. that thought because we got to gotta be give people continued. something to look forward to. To yeah. be continued. All right. Um, I'm talking with Gwen Morgan. She wrote the What If Workbook, which you can purchase on her website, whatifworkbook.com. Or you can stay tuned because we will have a work uh, shop to fill out the workbook at some point, uh, probably not till the spring. You're right after the holidays. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm Alyssa McNamara Reed with McNamara Financial. You can find out more about us at McNamaraFinancial.com. But don't go anywhere, anybody. We're going to touch on this uh, right after the break. Be right back. Good morning. You're listening to McNamara on money, educating the investors of the South Shore and the Merrimack Valley. Headphones on, Alyssa. We were just, I know, seriously. (laughs) We were just chatting off air about um, our that we now are uh, air on 980 AM WCAP in Lowell. So if you're listening to us in Lowell, uh, good morning, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Um, this is a call in talk radio show when we are here in studio live. Um, and we are, uh, if you're listening to us on the South Shore, you can you can call us 781-837-4900. We're always happy to chat with people that have questions. We're talking today about preparing. Uh, giving the gift of preparedness to your loved ones, so, so coordinating and organizing your affairs for your for your loved ones, and kind of all the things that you need to think about, and all the things that you need to get organized, or you should get organized. Um, it just in the event that something happens not necessarily path, passing as Gwen said earlier but something else um, so we are my guest this morning uh, is Gwen Morgan who I've known for quite some time and she's done some uh, speaking engagements for us and we've purchased books through her for a very long time so uh, she she authored the what if workbook uh, which is which we're going through this morning and sort of chatting mm-hmm. about this morning um, 25 bucks at what dot. Uh, for the physical Uh uh, version, 20 bucks for the PDF uh, electronic version. Um, And it's just a great way to get everything in your life organized in Mm -hmm. case you're either not here, you know, physically or mentally. Right. Um, Right. Did I say that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. and so we had, you know, mentioned earlier in the show that, you know, Gwen Gwen will often do workshops where she, you know, you bring people together and they purchase the book and you kind of go through this with them. Maybe they bring their, maybe they bring some information, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they fill some of it out right there or maybe they they just kind of listen and absorb or, and learn about what they need to do. And maybe they just do it at home. I'm mm-hmm. um, sure the bulk of the, you know, c- completing of it is done at home um, with or without family members, to, you know, yeah. depends. On your preferences and the situation, um, but it's just you know I I'm, I'm a financial advisor and in, in my business I um I meet people at all different stages of life but I and I but I oftentimes um, meet people when they are stepping into an inheritance um, or assets have passed to them and um, I know how uh, hard it can be to manage someone's affairs mm-hmm. after. They're passing. I know how um, much work and much stress it can be to, um, you know, to to organize everything afterwards Mm -hmm, and find mm -hmm. all the assets and, um, you know, families. You know, don't always get along when someone passes when there is money involved, and, and that's unfortunate. But this is kind of like um, it, it complements. I think it complements going through the estate planning process, where you're you know you're getting your legal affairs in order, and hopefully, hopefully people have their financial affairs in order at whatever stage of life, whether you're working with a financial advisor or not. But this mm-hmm. is kind of um, it complements those things very well. It's a little bit more broad than just legal and financial. Um, and it's a little bit warm and fuzzy, you know, cause it's kind of like, what are my wishes and mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and, and it's just a great way to almost give a gift to your family mm-hmm. after you're not here or if you're in a period of time where you're not physically present or, right, you know, something right. like that. So, um, so we've we been kind of flipping through the book, which you said is about 60 pages or 70 pages, not that all of it has to be filled out. So not not right. saying that to be intimidating to anyone that, that wants to sit down and, and go through this process and, um, and fill out the book because there's lots of extra pages, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because you have no idea how many financial accounts someone has or debts right, or right. Uh, how many family members they wanna write down. So you're just kind of giving ample space at every mm-hmm. section and, mm-hmm. and that makes perfect sense.
1: And it is a um, fill in the blank guide. So it leads you through the process, hopefully, yeah fairly simply, though there are 70 pages. You know, a lot of it is taken up by okay. This is what you need to fill out. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you had talked about before, um, you know, that you help people get their finances together, which is a wonderful role. Um, but I I find that a lot of people say, well, as far as the workbook goes, well, I have a will, so it's all that's all that my family needs to know. Oh yeah, no. And, and so yeah, I really say yeah. to them, yes, and you know, they yeah. have there's money going to them, but where is that money, and what kind sure. of forms does that money take? Is it all with one advisor, do you have multiple advisors? Is some directly to a financial institution, yeah, like say a Schwab or a whatever, yeah, um, or a Fidelity, yeah. or is it all under the auspices of an advisor? It can take a lot of forms. Is it bank CDs? You know, what are the usernames again? Passwords again? You know, so things like that. So it's not quite so simple. Yeah, not quite so simple at right. all. It doesn't cover where the insurance policies are held. Yeah, or if you have an insurance if you have policy, any. right? Yeah,
0: so exactly. Yeah, I've um, I've just I've had so many meetings with people where, you know, maybe they they inherited something from uh, a parent, mm-hmm. and then you know six or twelve months later they're walk in with something else and be like, oh, we found this. Oh, mm-hmm. we found this. Apparently, there's this here. What do we do with this? And right. Um, yeah, just it's just not, it's not very often that even if even if the person that passed in their life was organized mm-hmm. and and had everything together. Mm-hmm. That information that, just doesn't pass and without, they may, yeah, yeah. And they may and not have kept down. it
1: all up to date. It's hard yeah. to keep it up to date. Now I will admit that. It's really hard to keep things up to date. Or a lot of comments I have as a, a senior will come in and say, oh, my son or my daughter, they know everything. They yeah. know everything. They, they'll take care of it. But, you know, I just want to accentuate this that a lot of times they don't you think that they do but they really yeah. don't know it they think that uh, you know they maybe you've showed it to them once where things are but it's just hard and you know and I just want to get to the last part um, yeah yeah because a lot of the, we've talked about kind of the nitty gritty the usernames passwords financial stuff and all that yeah. but um, there's yet to talk about the important documents to have and then your final wishes you know do you want to be an organ donor what kind of do you want to be buried do you want to be cremated do you want a huge party after yeah Or do you want it just small and intimate? You know, do you want a religious ceremony or just poems? You know, and if a religious ceremony, you know, write down what scriptures you want said, what hymns you want said, who would you like to speak? Um, Do you want the $10,000 casket? Or is a pine box okay? You'd rather fund your kids or your grandkids education. So there's these things that... um, people think it's morbid to talk about, but to me, everybody has their story and they all have their way of doing things. And there's really no right or wrong answer at all. Um, you know, you don't even have to use a funeral home Well, you, you know, or if you, if you do a cremation, you probably have to use a funeral home or a cremation society. You know, if you really want it to oh. be bare bones, I mean, there's all these cremation societies and you just get on yeah. their list and they come, you're, whoever needs to know that you belong to the society and they will come and just get the body and it's cremated and it's maybe $1,000 or $2,000 never, oh, I've never, I've never heard of that. Sure. And what are options if someone doesn't use a funeral home? I don't know that I've heard of that um, either. Probably that. Yeah. I okay. mean, you have to have, you know, a medical, usually the funeral home because there has to be a, the debt, well, I'm just thinking, yeah, because I'm just thinking my mother-in-law lived with yeah. us. She did not want to go to the hospital. We had hospice and so... She passed. Yeah. And we were there, so we called hospice and they came and made, you know, did the time of death. Okay. And then, yeah, we did call a funeral home, but we just had her cremated. We didn't do, yeah. she didn't want, she wanted just the, siblings to get together. She didn't want a church service. She didn't want a service. She didn't want calling hours. And how did you know that? She wrote it down. She was uh, my great what if workbook. She lived in Yarmouth, Port Mass. (laughs) She was your example of what uh, you do. In her 80s, she lived in this little neighborhood and they had coffee all the time. I need three more workbooks. Cindy needs to get it together. And so she had written her obituary. And the only thing about her, where she grew up and her sibling and her nursing career. And then the only thing that changed was instead yeah. of four great grandkids, she had like six at that time. So right. yeah, so it would have so easy for us. Yeah. And then, you know, you talk about if you have a uh, charity or somebody who you want to, an organization that you want to leave money to um, in your memory, yeah. you know, I know with my dad, again, he was really hard to get this information out of. And so when we sat and actually went through this, um I said, dad, you know, sometimes in lieu of flowers, people want a charity. He goes, well, I want flowers. And <laughs> again, my character dad, yeah. um, he said the Salvation Army and the Humane Society. Oh, okay. And I never... And a thousand years would have known that. I'm like, Humane Society, you know, we had cats, a few cats growing yeah. up. He goes, Oh, they do such wonderful things. Oh. Of course. And so, you know, that you I never have would have known. It. Yeah. You know? And in his obituary, he, um, we went through his obituary and he goes, Oh, I want to think about that. I said, Well, let's just outline some of the things. And so, you know, his time in the military, he never talked about. And he, mm. we talked at length about that. Um, you know, some organizations that he was in. I never knew about the Elks. And I said to him, I remember when I was little, you used to come home and mom was really angry at you for uh. coming in late from the Elks. <laughs> That's what I remember. But he said, no, they do great scholarships and charity work. <laughs> and so it's it's just really great yeah. to like, just even find out, like I talked be- before, I did elder care. And sometimes I found that I think I knew more, knew more about some of these seniors than the family did. They just you maybe didn't has, have great relationships. Yeah or communications and all that sort of thing. So to think about these things, even for us, I mean, do you think about, do you want to be buried? Do you want to be cremated? Is there a family plot? I know for me, I grew up in New Hampshire and we had a summer cottage and I want some of my, I want to be cremated and some of my ashes at Rye Beach. I live in Situate, Some yep. of mine at, you know, outside of Situate, and then some I'm, I'm part of a church community and we have a memorial garden. So some of it there. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy. Like otherwise, how would anybody have? How would anybody know? Yeah, yeah. And, and Even for us and, to and, think about yeah. it because you don't want to think about these things. No. It's like, hmm, I
0: don't know. So yeah. the extent of my thinking about it when my husband and I did our legal documents was I uh-huh. I want to be cremated and my mom gets my dogs. <laughs> that yeah. was like all I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Well, well,
1: who would he? Of pets? course, uh, pets uh, is a rough thing right. to think about. Who's going to take your pets? Of course, I. Of
0: course, too. I named a guardian for my children as well. Yes. You know, financial yeah. and otherwise. But oh, yeah, yeah, it was basically <laughs> my animals. <laughs> um, and yeah, whether I wanted to be cremated or not. But yeah, yeah. other than that, you don't really want to think about it. Yeah, yeah, but and you were talking about your dad who didn't want to disclose any information. No, nope. and here he was, and you were able to sit him down yep. and all that that yep. you discovered
1: about him. Yep. And, and when I he knew, wanted, yeah we had a family plot, in Nashua, New Hampshire, where I grew up. And um, so I knew that that was there, but we you know, talked about where the documents are for that. So, yeah. cause there are some people, you know, they may have lived in the Northeast for 25 years, but they're from California and that's where they want to be laid to rest. Um, mm-hmm. I have a great story at one of my workshops where I did a workshop down in the Cape and there was this wonderful woman there. And she says, you know, I'm on my third marriage. <sighs> and she said, but, I want to be buried with spouse number 1. Because oh. I just know. and I'm like, oh, I said well, do you have awkward. that written down? Does your family know that? She says, "No, I've never told anybody." I'm like, well, <gasps> if you're serious That's about that, so you may want to let them know. Yeah. And then you know, of course, a lot of people say, "Oh, my kids are going to do whatever they want to do." They're just, you know, they don't yeah. I'm not I don't need to make a decision." I'm like, "Well, I think that they would like some direction." And yes, yeah. they can do whatever they want to do, but I think if you write it down, and it's just a gift to me, be a gift to of them it, sure. and be respectful, yeah. yeah. Imagine what spouse number three would think if he outlived her. I know, her I know. It's, her like, it's funny the, the interesting <laughs> stories that you hear, I mean, talking about the legal things, like another one, she was like 90 year old woman and she had put her checking account in her name, in her son on the checking account yeah. because it would be easier. Yeah. Turns out he wasn't as moment. honest as he thought and he, almost cleaned her out. So terrible story. Chances are that's not going to happen. But it's just, again, elder abuse um, is a real thing. Elder abuse. And just to be really careful who you choose. We started to talk about the legal documents, um, the power of attorney or who's your personal representative, because the power of attorney is someone you choose if you can't speak, if you're unable to speak even if it's just in a coma after a car accident, the power of attorney is someone you choose who will do, they have access to your checking accounts, your stocks and investments, they can sell your home. Mm-hmm. So it's somebody you choose that is really, really trustworthy. Yep, and financially responsible. And financially yep. responsible. And somebody who kind of can do that kind of thing that that's organized. That understands and, money and isn't yeah, intimidated by it. Yeah. yeah, and then you have your healthcare proxy is somebody who you choose to make your medical decisions for you. And it might not be that same person Mm -hmm. as I think we touched on earlier it's somebody you you probably want to share that ethical moral um, end of life wishes and you want to talk to them and sit down there's a booklet called the five wishes you can get it online I give them out at my interactive workshops and I say I wrote the what if workbook to help people get prepared in a general for a lot of things and this is just specifically for end of life wishes like I want to die at home Um, I don't want to be in a hospital I want my pets there I want music I want you to brush my hair you know, that sort of thing. And then the life sustaining, um, what kind of life sustaining treatments they want. Mm-hmm. Like I wanna have a breathing tube if it gets me to this point. I want a breathing tube if it gets me to this point. Uh-huh. And so again, the things that you don't like to think about, but you definitely wanna sit with your the person that you choose, your healthcare agent to say in the case of this. And I tell you, it's such a peace of mind because I can't tell you how many people I've said like dad, was in a bad way, but we had the conversation and there was a choice to make. And he said, if I can't, I mean, there's a great story of this one gentleman said, if I can't watch football on Sunday afternoons in my recliner and have chocolate ice cream, then I don't wanna be kept alive. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it can That's be just as that. It's but like it you have to a let lot of, people yeah. know. And so when you are in the position of having to make that decision, in the hospital or at hospice at home or in whatever situation it is, it's a really, really hard decision. So you wanna choose somebody who's strong because sometimes there may be Whoever you choose may not be a family member. It may be a dear friend who you know will go through. Because some people don't choose their spouse because maybe their end much of life wishes attachment. too much emotion, yeah. and they may not be able to quote unquote pull the plug yeah. on whatever. So it's it's really really hard stuff, um, and it's and it's a hard decision. But you want to choose somebody who will follow your wishes. And
0: it, that's not in your book though, because that's in the legal documents, right? Or is this or is it overlapping? It's Do you have it in overlapping. Here as well? I okay. have
1: it there. It's meant to as be just same. a document. Yep. It's meant yep. to be a talking point. Okay. So, just where is your healthcare proxy? And so, you want to make sure you have a copy. Your healthcare agents have a copy. All your hospitals have a copy. Your primary care doctor has a, pro- um, has a copy. And you can make copies of your healthcare pro- um, proxy. And you can change it. Anytime. The person you choose, you may not agree with them anymore. They may move away. They may get ill. They may pass away. Um, yeah. Whereas a power of attorney, you have to get through an attorney. And you, of course, you have to give that person who you choose. They need to have that power of attorney in their hand yeah. to do the legal, things if that needs to come out. But the, but I have in the workbook I mentioned where you can get the five wishes and I also mentioned the conversation project which is an online resource. Oh. Ellen Goodman was a um columnist of the at the um at the Boston Globe and I guess the story is that she was very very close with her mother. New prize, she thought everything. Her mother developed Alzheimer's. She was put into a care facility, and that care facility called Ellen and said, Your mom has pneumonia. Do you want us to give her antibiotics? And she's like, I guess, do I have a choice? She goes, yep. Because if somebody is in that situation, again, what is their quality of life? What would her mother have wanted to be treated no matter what or to just let nature take its course? She's not the person she was. Some people might say, she's my mother, of course, make her well. I know for me personally, my mom had Alzheimer's. And if I have, if I did get that, I'm saying don't even, treat a cold, just no pain. Just, I don't want to be pain free and let me go because mm-hmm. I don't want to be burned. That's my personal decision and everybody's to me. So Ellen didn't know what to do. And I'm not even sure what she did, but she started this, um, the conversation, the conversation project. So it's online. So it's how to okay, have yeah. that conversation with your family member, which can granted be really really hard and she it's a huge she's made it like nationwide it's a huge project because she was at a very difficult situation she didn't want others to have to suffer through I'm going to guess that a lot of people
0: like you would say that if I had Alzheimer's you know what, what you just said about you know no pain but
1: but I, you Let know I'm, go. maybe I'm not who I was and I'm okay and, with that I'm not afraid of death because my hospice thing I think
0: I'm, I'm guessing that a lot of people think that way but mm-hmm. you're right might not express
1: it and if you've to never talked time, about or, it you yeah. feel like you're, yeah. you're 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 kind of killing your your loved one. It's a very, very difficult decision to be in. So if you've had this conversation with your loved one, you know you're doing what they wanted which that's the gift. I know my, mother, gift. my
0: mother-in-law will say something similar, you know, to mm-hmm. what you just said, but it's be in, in the reason I think she says that to me is because she, her mother had dementia. okay, And so she had a personal experience with that and she saw that and she said, I, I don't want that to be me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a burden like you just right. said. And, you know, please just let me go if that's the case. But on, other than, ha- see, you know, going through that experience with a
1: family member, mm-hmm. you might not even think to say that to anyone right. or write it down. Right. Or, so that's why I hope that you're listening and yeah. says, oh, this is a thing. But on yeah. the other side the coin my dad <laughs> so we had this conversation and he said you keep me alive no matter what <sighs> okay and he said because the minute you pull the plug they're gonna find the cure for whatever I have he's an optimist and I'm like really and he says yeah yep yeah. and he was and then this was in his early 80s in his later 80s we had the conversation again and he's and I said so you still want to be kept alive no matter what right now this time he was Sorting to feel his age, and he says, Well, no, (laughs) maybe not. So, we sort of had, of course, the older you get, right? But again, it's not anyone's right or wrong decision, it's their decision to make. And so, there was that
0: there was that news story not long ago about someone that woke up from a coma after like 20 years or something. She was, I mean, she wasn't 80 at the time, right? She she was young, yeah, yeah, but still, you know, I. I Don't know what quality of life she'll have, but mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. yeah, wasn't that an, wasn't one. that an amazing? Yeah. Was it twenty years? I feel like it was maybe I, even longer. I Do you remember know. that
1: story? I she was in a. I feel, feel like that, I saw that it on. Terry Gaivo no something no, no, that happened no, a long her. time ago. Yeah, yeah. But this is an example of the husband knew that she did not want to be kept alive, and the parents would not let That's her right. go. I remember that, but one. she yep. did not have a healthcare proxy. So and her husband so couldn't, uh, and they it, fought in court over right. it. It, was, yeah. it went on for years. I remember that one. I can't remember what happened. Yeah, it was te- tearing the family apart yeah. for sure. Sarah Scantlin. That. Was that, that's the one recently. How many years was she
0: in a coma? I want. It was like twenty, 20 years. years. Yeah, August fourth, two thousand five. She uh, she came out of it. That's what oh, like, wow. the news story is. Yeah. Oh, okay. I feel like wait, just maybe the news story resurfaced or something recently, like on my news app on my phone yeah. or something. Like that. I feel like I just read about that. But
1: I'm, I'm curious if she did have quality of life. Was she brought back like healthy? I don't know about that. I know. I don't know. I know. She had, great, right? yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, what else is in here? Hopefully, that- you get the best medical decision. Well, oh, I, I wanted to touch on one thing. We only have like 10, 10, uh,
0: five or six minutes. Um, you have in here, obviously. You know, where are all your documents? You, mm-hmm. you know, legal and otherwise. Um, you have on here trust documents. Uh, we had a experience recently with a client who passed, and assets were titled in a trust and no one could find the trust oh. after they passed. There, there was no trust document anywhere to be found. Oh no, did they have their attorney? The attorney didn't have it or they, um, you know, I don't know, the attorney wasn't in business anymore, didn't have, mm-hmm. the, didn't have the documents. Mm-hmm. Um, oh wow. Wasn't in the house, wasn't in the safety deposit box, the fire site, so it was nowhere. No family had copies of it. Oh my. But it existed because, or, or this person either thought it existed, which is a whole nother story, but okay. it would have existed at, Nowadays, when you open up a, an investment account and you title it as a trust, mm-hmm. the the financial institution is asking for a copy of the trust, if not the full copy, either the first page and the signature page, where so that there's proof that the trust exists. But you know, years and years ago. Um, you know, financial financial institutions may not have had that requirement. Oh, it may have just yeah. been like, here, I'm going to open up an account in this trust, uh-huh. and the financial institution might not have required a copy of it. Right. So Ooh. this was either that situation where it existed, but then they just couldn't find it, or um, it never existed, and someone just opened the account and titled it in a trust and, and never and, and, funded it. And, and, and no, it was funded. It was funded. This, this was a this was an investment, a funded trust. <laughs> with no document indicating who's the successor trustee, what is the language in the trust? How is this trust supposed oh, to be divided? Nice. Who are the beneficiaries? Ah. And so it's, um, I believe it's still dragging on. I mean, they have to go to court and yeah. you know. Um, is so it a, are there is there family? Yeah, it's, there's yeah. Fa- there's family involved, but then it's they just kind of like, ah, we wow. don't, you know, we can't. That would be a nightmare. If, if you have an, a, yeah. an account titled, and if, if you have a funded trust mm-hmm. and you don't have the trust document stating who the beneficiaries mm-hmm. are and who controls
1: the trust after this person passes. Right. But I thought you said Nothing maybe to there's done. just a trust but then you have to fund the trust, which I'm sure is a big thing you tell your oh, sure. clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause some people just say trust, but then they don't realize they, they have, have to, fund to transfer everything to into the trust. Yes. Yeah. I feel like I've done whole two hour radio shows on that I, subject because <laughs> exactly. it's just been so
0: often that people will be like, oh yeah. And I have a trust and I'm looking at their portfolio and there's nothing titled in the trust. Right, and, right. And, oh, right. I, yeah, so you have did. to
1: transfer it. I thought you were going to do that for yeah, me. Exactly. I've heard that's exactly. a very
0: common thing. Yeah. Or sometimes they'll have like a cover letter from the attorney stating what they're supposed to do, but yeah. that, that it just doesn't get is, followed up on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I now I tomorrow. know some yeah. attorneys will, you know, do a funding meeting, which is phenomenal. I love that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. wasn't always the practice. Maybe still isn't always the practice, but yeah, that's a whole nother topic. Make sure if you have a trust and it, it's supposed to be funded, mm-hmm. that it's funded. Not, uh, however, not all trusts are intended to be funded right away. So right. Right. Um, right. yeah, it just depends, but make sure you have copies of the trust documents yes. with maybe several family members, yes. the successor trustees. Yeah. And especially the person who's gonna be responsible. Yeah, certainly yeah. In, in your files. Yeah, And then I had one other situation recently where someone thought, mom thought she drafted a trust and thought that the estate planning mm-hmm. was all taken care of. Mm-hmm. Fast forward about 10 or 11 years mm-hmm. and the, the trust was never actually drafted was just in draft form okay. and was never finalized and signed uh, and never funded. Oh. And so, you know, so, yeah, uh, this yeah. legal stuff. Yeah, it can be, um, it's hard because some people don't, you know, they'll meet with an attorney and they kind of understand what's happening in, the, in, in real time in those mm-hmm. conversations with the attorney. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if someone walks out of an estate planning meeting, they generally can't repeat what just happened. Yeah. You know, they might understand why they're making some decisions, but, um, especially when trusts are involved. yeah, People can't you always start to
1: glaze over yeah, after a little while. And they're
0: kind of like, yeah, like it makes sense in the moment and I understand it and then ask
1: me that tomorrow yeah. and I couldn't explain to you. Well, that's why that. a good estate attorney will, like you said, write it down and say, yeah. if you want to move forward with this, exactly. this is what we need and then you need to fund it and I'll be in touch with exactly. you about that. That's exactly. what a good attorney does. Exactly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, all right. Well, we just have a couple more minutes, but I've okay. en- I've enjoyed our conversation about Thank giving you. the gift of So can I just say my
1: one last thing that's yeah. on the last page of the work? Yeah. Is um, I really encourage people, you know, after you've done all this wonderful work in his family medical history in there too. Oh yeah. um, To live your life fully. Think about your legacy. You know, how do you want to be remembered? Are you living that life that you want to be remembered for? So, I mean, we're doing this all for a reason. You've taken care of a lot of stuff that's hard. Yeah. And then, you know, again, my hospice training is, you know, the worst um, regret on the deathbed is that they didn't, they have family members they didn't make up something with. They yeah. had regrets with were regrets. Not making yeah. up with the family member, not visiting friends, not writing the book, not taking that trip. So I really encourage oh. people to think now yeah. about the things that they want to do to live, the, live their life fully yeah. every day. I pr- absolutely. So I just really want people to remember that.
0: Um, so we've got a couple more minutes, but thank you to Gwen Morgan, who's the author of the What If, uh, what if Workbook. And you're obviously very passionate about this I book. Am. And yeah,
1: so so important. What it provides for families and
0: um, you know, if there's any like, other professionals listening, you know, estate planning attorneys or other financial professionals, mm-hmm. or insurance, insurance, people. or, or are, hospice
1: provider, like anyone that wants people to to do this,
0: yeah, um, yeah, just so that they know that you're open to doing these workshops with mm-hmm. people. And I know you can bulk order books and things like that. Mm-hmm. And like we've bulk ordered books before, and we mm-hmm. keep them in our office and we hand them out to clients here and there. And um, but your, you know, your 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 workshops, as I recall, are, are um, enjoyable and
1: appreciated and well attended. So Thank stay you. tuned. And they're not fun-free, but they, I mean, they're lighthearted. We yeah, try yeah, to yeah. keep it light. Yes. yes. Yeah. Because you could very, go down not and a dire, dire, dire yeah, path. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I'm Alyssa McNamara-Reed with McNamara Financial offices in Marshfield and Chelmsford, Mass. Thanks so much to Gwen Morgan. Check her out at uh, whatifworkbook.com and you can find out more about McNamara Financial at McNamaraFinancial.com or McNamaraOfTheMarramac.com. Have a great weekend, everybody.